Welcome to Fantasy Football BS with your hosts, Bryduck and the Snowman. This podcast is for all fantasy football players from your newbies to the most experienced players. This podcast is sponsored by Air Care Heating and Cooling, your number one air care heating and cooling provider in the Bay Area. In this episode, we'll be discussing the top performers of the week, as well as giving you our hot waiver wire pickups and going over who won the studs and duds competition between Bryduck and the Snowman. So sit back and listen to this great content so you're the one dominating your league and hosting that fantasy football trophy at the end of the season. It's Bride Duck and Snowman. They come from San Man. They drop a little knowledge about the fantasy program. It's fantasy football. Division rivals player. Snowman's a Bronco while Bride Duck's a Raider. But that just makes for better bullshitting. Two of the smartest football minds, so listen. A Raider in Fort Worth, the Bronco in the Bay. A mission to the top of the standings to stay. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the week one. We're finally again, we're back into these episodes here. So stoked to be just back and actually be able to talk fantasy football. Now, welcome back. Welcome to Fantasy Football BS. I'm the snowman with my co-host, my Texas native, and my Las Vegas Raider rival, Bryduck. What's up, Bryduck? What up, what up? How did week one go for you, man? Man, you know how week one went for me. (laughs) My ass kicked. (laughs) At least in our league I did. I was not happy about that. Man, Brian, Man, Brian put a whooping on me. I, everyone's from our league stopped listening to our podcast. So. <laughs> Literally, our be- our league, everybody listened to the podcast clearly because there was yeah. like zero running backs by like the third round. <laughs> so it, it was slim pickings, man. And and if if you didn't pick up uh, running backs early, and then after this week one, man, big surprises with a lot of big name running backs going down that you know we'll obviously get into here, but um. Man, just some very unfortunate circumstances for a lot of our lineups here. Yeah, fuck Connor. Yeah, fuck Connor. <laughs> yeah, I got I, I got a buddy who that's I swear that's his mantra is fuck Connor. Uh, my buddy Eric, he despises him just because of fantasy football, and uh, he he refuses to draft him. I drafted him for our league, and then I texted him this morning. And I was like, fuck Connor. He's like, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the man is made of glass. It's just oh, man. It's unfortunate. Oh man, it's unfortunate. Well, I cracked, I cracked open my beer for the episode. I'm drinking a pale from the crypt, mm. a pale ale from Liquid Gravity Brewing out in Slow, down in central Central Coast out here in California. For those people that that don't know, it's it's pretty it's pretty good, man. I'm actually pretty stoked about it. It's kind of a limited edition for what. I could get it at the liquor store anyways, but it, it's it's a little light, five point five percent. I don't I don't need that quite seven point five percent because I, I did decent. I, I went fifty percent, <laughs> right? So yeah, Survivor hey, League. There you go, there you go. Yeah, Survivor wanted, League. That's that I mean, that's probably something yeah. a lot of our, our listeners you know, some probably get into, but uh Survivor Leagues are a lot of fun to play in. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I think you went Bills also, right? Bills week one. Yeah, yeah I went Bills yeah. week one. So it was, it was a good turnaround. Um, feel bad for all the folks that that chose the Colts. Did you see how big of a drop off it was in the league after that? I mean, oh, man. I think it was like Crazy. fifteen teams off of week one immediately eliminated. So yeah, that was pretty wild. We, we won't drop any names for this, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he, he he loves it. I know, I know. He's he's wanting to get back on the show to, to redeem all the shit talking, but but man, hey. after after week one wrapped up, it's finally wrapped up, and here we sit, and this is when you wake up Tuesday morning to a ridiculous amount of trade proposals. Oh, <laughs> I've I've tried because three today. it's it's all the overreacting, and it's all the people who are you know just you know their their heads are about to explode because all these big name first round guys that they drafted with super high hopes may have flubbed and they're sitting here like oh my god what am i gonna do with my team and everybody's just cutting bait so this is when you can either take advantage and and, you know go for someone's jugular and and take some first round talent for some guy you took in the 10th round because you got someone super desperate 
So now is a good time to kind of uh, what I like to say is sell high. Um, There's a lot of players who had great week ones who are not going to do that week in and week out. Um, Trust your instincts if you've got some of those players to sell them high while people think that they have a lot more value than they actually do. Yeah, and we're going to touch upon some of those top performers here. But Bryduck, why don't you you let them know what they're going to be hearing in this episode and what they're going to be hearing every Wednesday throughout the season. Yeah, so every Wednesday what we're going to be doing for you guys is we're going to be dropping our top waiver wire pickups. We're going to be doing a week in review, so it'll be the week prior recap. Um, We'll be going over our studs and duds recaps from the week prior as well, uh, going over who won that uh, that studs and and duds competition between myself and and the snowman here. Um, So that'll be pretty much what we'll be covering each Wednesday for you guys. So the the big key thing is obviously going to be listening to the the waiver wire pickups um, because you guys are going to want to know who those key guys are that you guys should be going after. Um, and then if you're on social media, on Instagram and on YouTube, you can follow us at Fantasy Football BS. On Twitter, you can follow us at Fantasy FBBS. Um, on all podcast platforms, you can follow us at Fantasy Football BS. On iTunes, Spotify, Google, Acast, anywhere you listen to your podcast, you can find us at Fantasy Football BS. Yeah, yeah. And we, we've been actually getting a nice little showing from, from some people on Reddit. So hit us search us on reddit do us a favor hit us up on that as well i mean got a little couple shout outs out there so glad to to see a lot of fan support coming in going into the and we're in week one so hopefully we're looking for that to improve yeah absolutely and i hope you guys are uh, enjoying the show enjoying the show so sit back and uh get ready for some good content here guys Absolutely. And again, always shout out to our sound engineer. Walking through San Jose on a sunny day. Nothing you can say is going to steer me away. All right. All right. Again, finally, the first week is in the books. Who knew a couple months ago when we started this podcast if we were actually going to be here? And again, the first who knew? Week, who knew? Uh, who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Not me. And it didn't disappoint. <laughs> I, mean, they, I mean, you took it off, right? Didn't you take off? I, I did. I took I took so I took last Thursday through Monday off specifically for week one um, just so I could, you know, honestly enjoy the the first week, enjoy Thursday night football, um, enjoy college ball. Obviously, college ball is a little reduced in in the games on TV now um, with all the uh, different, you know, uh, conferences opting out for the season. Um, but then, you know, come Sunday, watched all the Sunday games and then Monday enjoyed, enjoyed the whole day. So then I watched some Monday night football, watched the double header, um, had some really good games to watch there. Uh, some good talent to kind of evaluate because, you know, we, we didn't have a preseason. So a lot of these rookies and stuff, you know, we're watching a lot of these guys to figure out, you know, what, what we can make out of what we're seeing out of one game. Um, different utilization from coaches. You might have expected heavier workloads and saw way less, uh, a la Cam Akers. Um, you, you know, you might have seen some of these guys that you really, really anticipated to put up big numbers, really not. So uh, week one was a, a, a great indication to kind of figure out what the rest of the season is going to look like. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And jumping into our top performers, uh, I'll talk about the quarterbacks because I know you love talking about your running backs over there, so uh, I'll break I'll break down the the quarterbacks again. We're gonna touch a a, a couple names here and just kind of tell you what they did. Again, these are PPR points. Again, these are league points from a PPR league. No bonus. We're not talking about adding the bonus or anything like that. It's just pure PPR uh, points here. So your top quarterback, your top five, Russell Wilson. Good for you. 31.8 points. Again, we had him as our second QB coming out. And Rodgers, 30.8 points. And, 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 and if you go back to all the episodes where I said that you could get Aaron Rodgers in the 10th round and that was a steal and a half, you know, pick him up and, and laugh your way to the bank. Here he is, week one, finishing QB2. And I have both Russell and Rodgers in one of my leagues. You bastard. (laughs) Hey, talk about idiots that don't want to just give up. Some people, man, they're like, "Ah, I I don't really want to trade for a quarterback. It's like, okay, your quarterback put up 18 points. 
Rodgers put up 30, bro. Yeah. Trade the damn dude. Like, but Josh Allen finished third at 28.2 points. I think he had like, what, 18 or 19 points after the first half? Yeah. He like he was tearing it up, man. That first half was he, he lit it on fire. Um, they kind of tapered off there in the second half, which you know they they kind of go to more of a, a running offense and, and a lot exactly. less passing and, and things of that nature. So it kind of makes you one dimensional. Um, exactly. But and another guy you could have gotten very late ninth, tenth round, and again he is sneaky fast and has some wheels and able to to score with his legs. Uh, Russ, or excuse me, Lamar Jackson finishing fourth with 27.5. Started a little, a little slow, the Baltimore Ravens did. and But he ended up finishing it pretty nicely. As well as uh, Kyler Murray, 26.2 against the the San Francisco defense, which is not a defense that you should overlook lightly, obviously. Yeah. They're the top-rated defense, and he put up 26.2 points. And did it, you know, with, with ease. And a lot of those plays, like, with his, his athleticism alone, he was just able to, you know, make moves and make plays, and he, he really was the game-changer in that game. Absolutely, absolutely. Break down those running backs for us. Yeah, going into running backs, we got top five running backs. My boy, Josh Jacobs. Finishing off with 35.9 points. Man, Jacobs just had a great game. And I am so salty. Let me tell you how salty I am. So my own brother drafted Josh Jacobs, the pick before me, and then then has the audacity to look back at me and smirk when he does it because we did it in person, you know, and live draft and all that good stuff. He's like, I knew you. He's like, he's like, I was gonna. He's like, I was gonna take uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but I figured I'd go with Josh Jacobs here. And I'm like, you asshole. <laughs> so I didn't get him in that league. And then in our league, you tell your wife to draft him right oh, yeah. before me. <laughs> So super salty. I don't have Josh Jacobs, but that's that's my rant there, and he had a great week. Uh, CMC, uh, you know, finishing second there. Same game. Both running backs went off. Um, you know, Christian McCaffrey had twenty eight point four points. Zeke uh, finishing third, twenty seven point seven points. Naheem Hines. Now there's a there's a guy who you did not expect to finish as the fourth ranked running back. Um, you have Marlon Mack go down. You know, he's now out for the season with a, a torn Achilles. Um, so you have Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor who are going to be battling it out for uh, for carries out there in, in, in Indianapolis. Um, and then RB5 was Malcolm Brown finishing with 26 points. Another guy that, you know, wasn't even listed as the starter on their depth chart. Um, but kind of came in, vultured a lot of points there on the goal line and, and looked good doing it. Um, yeah. If you're a Cam Akers owner and a Cam Akers, you know, hopeful that he will turn into what you kind of drafted him to do. Um, what Malcolm Brown was able to accomplish there on the field this weekend definitely makes you concerned. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, Cam Akers got the touches, but he did, I but mean, he didn't get Malcolm- no goal line work. No goal line work. No goal at line all. work. And Malcolm Brown looked like he was running with some authority. You know, he's looking like a man that doesn't want to give up that role. So, you know, he, he's getting the 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 score down there at the goal line. And and for some of those running back situations that are kind of running back by committee, uh, if you're running back on your roster that you're starting week in and week out isn't the guy on the goal line, it really does hurt because if they don't break a twenty plus yard run more than likely it's going to end up getting vultured from you once it gets down there within the 10-yard line. Exactly. So exactly. It makes it real tough. Why don't you uh, give, yeah. us, give us our top five receivers there? So uh, top five wide receivers, we had Devontae Adams at number one with 41.6 points. Unreal. He actually finished top overall out of all players with the most points this week at 41.6. He had 17 targets. 14 receptions, 156 yards, and two touchdowns. Disgusting. And let me be the first to say I am sorry, Devontae Adams, for being the naysayer. (laughs) Because I will be the first one to say that. And and who knows? Who knows if he can carry this in week in and week out. But, I mean, first week looked great. And on top of looking great, you know, we were the ones that were saying they don't have anything else. 
What the fuck did the Packers do in the draft to help themselves? Nothing. Nothing to alleviate the pressure off of Devontae Adams. And it turns out that a little uh, Devontae, or a, a little bit of Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers alone, that, that magic alone was enough to carry him. Um, and yeah. then Aaron Jones, you know, he had a great game as well. So, uh, And against Minnesota's defense. So Minnesota's defense is, again, someone that was drafted pretty high. And Aaron Rodgers made it look easy he did. all day. And again, Devontae Adams, he's always had the volume. He was able to produce up some scores last year. He couldn't find the end zone, was hurt as well. But good for you, Devontae Adams, with a good week. We obviously, no matter what we say, Bryduck especially, because I went to Fresno State, so I still love Devontae Adams. We're glad to see that you are succeeding, my boy. Oh, so, absolutely. Uh, uh, number two, uh, Calvin Ridley, uh, 33.9 points. Uh, Bryduck tried to try to trade uh to, to get calvin ridley from me today don't worry everyone i declined the trade but <laughs> it, it was worth looking at adam thielen with 31 points deandre hopkins finishing fourth with 29.1 and number five a sleeper of ours that wide receiver that we told everyone about that you could get very very late ended up with 28.2 points and looked like a clear favorite for Daniel Jones out there. Yeah, Darius Slayton uh, finishing as that wide receiver five is definitely a uh, a sleeper and also a uh, a guy that if you were watching the game looked smooth out there. He, he did his his, his uh, breaks in and out of the cuts looked really good. Um, his rapport with Jones looked good. Uh, so so a lot of promising things came out of that game, uh, none of which being anything that has to do with that offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> wow, did the Giants' offensive line just look atrocious. I feel so bad for Barkley and Barkley owners. Um, you know, that's kind of one of the things that we said, you know, when we were talking about our, our running back rankings is it, it really is Barkley to carry the show out there. Uh, yeah. Defenses are going to know it. They're going to stack the box. And with how bad that offensive line is, um, it's tough, man. It reminds me of watching Barry Sanders back in the day. You know, just yeah. a guy with all the talent in the world and his getting hit by three, three guys before he can even get back to the line of scrimmage. You know, on on a, a consistent basis, too. This isn't just like, you know, every, you know, so often people get in and he's breaking tackles to get back to the line of scrimmage. Like, this is like every single time they hand this guy the ball, he's having to break tackles before he even gets back to the line of scrimmage. It's it's pathetic. Yeah, it's pathetic. Exactly. Uh, Why don't you break down the tight ends for us? Yeah, tight ends. Dallas Goddard finishing out as tight end one. Now, that's a shocker. Um, Gosh. Backup, backup tight end. Uh, so, uh, you know, predictably, Snow puts him on his bench and doesn't get any of those points. Hey, but I didn't have to sleep on the couch, so. <laughs> hey, there you go. There you go. The wifey, the wifey wins the week, and, and he gets to continue to sleep in the bed. So all is all is well in the world. Uh, so that's why I'm saying I sat uh, Dallas Goddard on my bench so I could sleep in the bed. On purpose, on purpose. On purpose. Obviously, on purpose, everyone. Obviously. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, huge shocker there. Did not expect that. Um, you know, obviously we know they run the two tight end set. They love Dallas Goddard. Um, we said it, you know, early on that early on in the season last year, Dallas Goddard looked really, really good. And, yep. you know, he's kind of picking up where he left off. So uh, kudos to Dallas Goddard in the week he had. Uh, tight There's end a reason why uh, Philly is not given Zach Ertz the extension and the money he wants because they know they have Dallas Goddard who actually had uh, more targets and obviously had more opportunities than Zach Ertz did. Really hurts that contract leverage, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. <laughs> Do you think Ertz just looks at him like, you son of a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> uh, tight end two, you got Mark Andrews had a, had a great week. Um, you know, a lot of Ravens players, and you've kind of already touched on it, they, they all started off really slow. I know a lot of our friends were messaging us real early on that that the uh, their Ravens players that they had on their teams kind of were having a slow week. Everybody picked it up, you know, except for Mark Ingram. Uh, but Mark Andrews had, had, yeah. a great, had a great week with 22.8 points. Noah Fant finishing tight end three. Great week. Uh, one of Snow's, Snow's picks for a, a, 
a, a dud of the week if I if I'm not mistaken. Hey, yeah, <laughs> finishing you're out not mistaken. Fin- finishing out as tight end three, close, hey, close. Hey, I mean, I still stand by it because Albert O did not play. If no, Albert O. Hey, that I I'll, I will give you that because I honestly I play DFS also, so that's daily fantasy sports. For those of you that don't know what daily fantasy sports is, uh, it's kind of just like you know fantasy football, but just you know a one time thing. It's just for one day, and uh, so you pick any players you want. And I picked up Albert O on a bunch of my rosters, and I get notified like right before the game that he was out, and I was like, what? I, yeah, I didn't realize that. And then they said Jake Butt was playing, who who you know very well uh, as, yeah. as a Broncos fan. And, uh, you know, I was like, oh, OK. So I, I picked him up for a bunch of DFS. He didn't do anything for me. He actually had an opportunity there in the in the in the red zone, but I don't think he caught it uh, or, even, it, or even had an opportunity to catch it. What was his stats against Kittle? Uh, oh, 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 you mean you mean like where was he drafted? The the, sol- the, yeah. the the selection before George Kittle in the fifth round, so the Broncos <laughs> selected Jake Butt the pick before George Kittle going to the Niners in the fifth round. So forever, Broncos will have to remember that they could have had George Kittle. Yeah, but you yeah. guys went with Jake Butt. Who, hey, who's, you know what? Who's had how many what? knee surgeries? Forty-seven. As many as I have. <laughs> <laughs> But good, good to see him back out there. Good yeah, to see him great healthy. for him. You know, he, you know, I, I've, I've heard he that had a huge drop, which off, so. I don't, I don't like that he had that huge drop. But moving on to the next tight end, so I don't get into my sorrows <laughs> about the Broncos. And, and it, uh, tight end four is going to be Travis Kelsey, who was our tight end one, um, and then T.J. Hawkinson, who, uh, you know, we we had said all along has a ton of talent. Uh, yeah. And we had said that he, he's a guy to keep an eye on uh, finishing tight end five and is available in a lot of leagues right now. So yeah. that is a name to keep an eye on. And we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get get into that in our next segment here with waiver wire pickups. But TJ Hawkinson finishing with 16.6 points. All right. That wraps up, wraps up the tight ends here. Now let's jump into our waiver wire pickups again. Uh, some, some big names that we're going to be discussing here. I'm glad, obviously, that we talked about a couple of them up there before, but let's get right into into those here and and discuss. And we're just going to kind of go position by position. Uh, this isn't anything uh, rhyme or reason, not order of like whoever we speak of first is the top free agent to, to go by. We'll, we'll touch upon that. But we're quarterback-wise, uh, Cam Newton. So he's rostered in 86% leagues so he is rostered in quite a bit so this is more kind of a everyone you can use cam newton because he ended up finishing qb6 you can actually use cam newton for some possible good trade bait because he looked healthy he finally looked healthy and he looked really good and next week he's playing a seattle team that just gave a 21.90 points to Matt Ryan. So if that's any indication, Cam Newton could have another strong week, week two. Yeah, and it really did look like they uh, kind of tailored the offense completely around Cam Newton, which we knew Bill Belichick would. Um, but to what extent was kind of the question? Would they go full in with, uh, hey, we, we're totally good with having a, a running back that wants to run uh, what he run for like 15, 15 rushes, 75 yards. Um, so, you know, he was, he was running quite a bit. Uh, he was, so they, they definitely totally changed the offense for him. Um, so as the season progresses and they get more, uh, time with the offense and more time with Cam Newton, he, he becomes more and more dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, some, ru- some running backs. So again, Bryduck had had mentioned earlier a nice hashtag fuck Connor. Uh, so <laughs> a lot of a lot of you uh, and listen to this, like your buddy. So I had Marlon Mack, I had Philip Lindsay, and I had James Connor all go out. Now Philip Lindsay was on my bench, but I was able to squeak by. I beat a team that had Josh Allen. They also had Adam Thielen and Travis Kelsey, and I still beat that dude. So. 
Uh, I, I, I lucked out, even though Connor only gave me three points. But uh, some some running backs. Who who is our first running back that that you think we should target right up for for waiver wires? So it depends on on your situation. I think this is kind of a split between two guys. Um, if you don't, it, it kind of it kind of works in both ways. If you're a Marlon Mack owner, you have to go and try to get Naheem Hines. And if you're a James Conner owner, you have to go and try to get Bobby Snell. That's just that's that's the, your targets if you're an owner of either one of those two guys right now. If you're, if you're not, an owner of both, if you're an owner of both, you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> light your light light your season on fire and walk away. Uh, I ain't giving up. No, no, you can still salvage your season. Trust me, because uh, beca- because you're gonna go and pick up these waiver wire ads that we're telling you to go pick up right now. So, exactly. So I hope none of you in my league are listening. Right now, so. <laughs> yeah. So first thing, first thing, Wednesday morning, you're you're going and looking at the waiver wire, and these are the names that you're looking at. Um, if they're if they're still still available, uh, you've got Naheem Hines, uh, who I think is is a great uh, running back to go after, just based off of what I saw once Marlon Mack went down, and after Marlon Mack went down, uh, he had twenty snaps to Taylor's twenty one snaps, um, but he was really big in the passing game and made a huge difference there and i think huge he, i think he has the potential to become somewhat of a alvin kamara or like a austin eckler type running back out of the backfield for a philip rivers who loves dumping it off to his running backs and yeah 44 of his his target rate in his seasons is to rbs and and Hines had eight receptions. Yeah. So big numbers in a PPR league, everyone. Yeah, and he's only rostered in 21% of leagues. So yeah. there's a great chance that no one in your league has him. And if no, if anybody's sleeping on him, then, you know, go and scoop up Naheem Hines. If not, yep. uh, Bobby Snell is an is another great option here, who is eighteen percent utilized or eighteen percent rostered right now. Um, came in after Connor got hurt, looked better than Connor, looked more explosive. Uh, you know, he he had a great uh, a kind of a great uh, feel for for the offense. It seemed like Connor just like was struggling right off the bat. It looked like he was running in quicksand and maybe he had, he was having an ankle injury or a calf injury or whatever the hell it was cuz whatever it was. I'm, I still don't know what it was. Yeah. I've been looking all day. I'm like, "What happened to Connor?" It was so bizarre uh, cuz he was in and then all of a sudden he was out and everybody's like, "What the hell happened to Connor?" Um, and he was on the sideline, padded up, you know, and yeah. usually if you're injured, you're not like standing on the sideline, you know, yeah. padded up. So very bizarre. I don't know if, if something happened there with the coaches or they're calling it an injury or what happened. Very, very strange circumstances there. But Bobby Snell, only 18% rostered. Great opportunity to go pick him up. Um, and then another really good one that we that we liked was uh, Malcolm Brown, who was getting all those goal line carries. Uh, you had Cam Akers who got the start, but Malcolm Brown was getting all the goal line work. Um, he's only 28% rostered right now, so uh, another great running back to look at in, in the waiver wire. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And just some kind of notables. We're not going to dive too much into them, but just a couple more that you should keep an eye out in case you miss out on one of those three. There's there's Chase Edmonds who only finished one point behind Kenyon Drake. Mm-hmm. So that's got to be a little concerning for Kenyon Drake owners because he finished one point behind and he had 11 touches versus Drake's 18. So pretty close to almost a running back by committee. Frank Gore is another one. He's only owned in four percent of the leagues and Le'Veon Bell is now on IR so uh, that's another one now he plays SF now that's obviously not an opponent that you want to face as a running back especially one that is just kind of a not going to really be able to use in the passing game but again if you really need someone at least Frank Gore is going to give you that that volume and then a guy that you got uh, a little concerned with as a as an Eclair owner is Joshua Kelly from the Chargers looked really well. Twelve attempts, sixty yards, had a had a touchdown. So and he and, and he was another one of those guys that was getting the goal line work. 
Kind of like Malcolm yeah. Brown was, you know, if Eckler wasn't breaking a big one from 20 plus out, once you got within that red zone area, you know, here comes in Joshua Kelly to vulture all the rest of the points. And yeah. as an Eckler owner, that is super, super frustrating um, because you want those red zone opportunities so that your guy can get the touchdown. And there's yeah. nothing worse than watching your guy work up and down the field all the way into the red zone and then them bring in their, their power running back to come pound pound the rock into the, into the end zone. So Joshua Kelly, he, he looked really good. If you watched Hard Knocks, they love this kid. Um, with no preseason, it was kind of hard to, to determine what his utilization was going to look like. Um, but certainly it was looking damn near close to 50-50 out there. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, we've read and we've done some research, and the Chargers have kind of changed how they're going to utilize their running backs. And they're not they're going to be throwing the ball a lot downfield. They're not going to be using their running backs as checkdowns, which kind of takes Austin's, Austin's game a little out of whack because that's his best utilization as a fantasy back is his PPR kind of like a Christian McCaffrey. So yeah, he's like your your poor man's McCaffrey or poor man's Kamara, yeah. you know. Yeah. He, he's kind of like one of those guys that you rely on to get six to eight targets a game out of the backfield, um, yeah. which is just easy points. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, there, and Lynn came out and he said that we're not going to be doing a lot of that this year, but we are going to make it an emphasis to get Eckler the ball. So if, yeah. you're, if you're an Eckler owner, that's a promising, uh, you know, catchphrase that got thrown up on the bulletin boards today for, for anybody who was looking anything news related to Eckler. Um, but definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, who's, a, who's a wide receiver you're looking at? Robbie Anderson. So uh, this is a guy that a, a buddy of ours texted me prior to the game for DFS, again, Daily Fantasy Sports, and was like, hey, Robbie Anderson's a great play today. And I was like, Robbie Anderson, man, like I hadn't even really looked too much into Robbie Anderson after the yeah. draft ended to see if like he was even like a free agent or anything. And sure enough, he's only 32% rostered available in both leagues. I'm in and had a really solid game. Now, again, it, it was against the Las Vegas Raiders who have a very poor secondary. So I'll give you that. Um, and, and a, a big chunk of those plays came on one play alone. Uh, but he had six receptions, eight targets, 115 yards, a touchdown. Um, so he, he had a great week, and it really did seem like Bridgewater was going going at him a lot. And yeah. he was kind of like their their more explosive weapon of the day. Yeah, no, agreed, agreed, and I completely, I completely agree. And I mean, Teddy Bridgewater without having a preseason. You didn't know how they were going to be able to kind of build that chemistry together, and, and they looked good. Yeah, you, and, looked and good. a lot of people were kind of thinking more, and here comes Anderson, and he, he looked to, to be a lot more valuable. Um, and probably somebody who, again, is only 32% rostered, so probably available in your league right now. Um, yeah. But but the next one that I want to cover is is a guy that you were talking to me about. Why, why don't you yeah. jump into that guy? Because I mean, some of these statistics jumping into last year and this year that you were you were running by me were pretty mind blowing. Yeah. No. Russell Gage from from the Atlanta Falcons. Now again, they played Seattle. Three wide receivers. Him being one of them ended up over a hundred yards. But he ended up seeing twelve targets. Week 17 of last year, so 12 targets, finished his second career high behind week 17 of last year, which was 13. So in the last two games that they played, week 17 of last year and week one of this year, he's had 25 targets. 25 so, targets to a yeah. to a wide receiver three of a team. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, of a team that has Julio and Ridley already. Yeah, this guy saw yeah. twenty five targets in his last two games, and so you're looking at Ridley is now the Muhammad Sanu of Atlanta, and now Russell Gage has now become that slot wide receiver three for Matt Ryan, and he's now become the new Calvin Ridley. So he sits very nicely in those zones. He he runs really good. He actually kind of reminds me a little bit of a Julian Edelman. He's very smart. He's able to find the, the holes in the zone and just sits there and 
saw it time after time against Seattle. Matt Ryan, when he got in trouble, Gage is right there at the sticks, catching the ball for an additional first down. So, again, yes, all three wide receivers ended up with 114 yards. But for a guy who's only rostered in 2%. 2%. That's what 2%. I wanted to get to here. 2%. He's available in your league. I 100% guarantee that. I, I mean, I yes. 98% guarantee that. <laughs> he is only 2% rostered. I mean... That is that is crazy, and you know, I, I went and looked, and sure enough, in both of my leagues, he's available. And for a guy that's seen twenty five targets, if you're turning those into PPR points, I mean, just off of catches alone, if he didn't even get another yard in two of those games, you know, you're looking at twelve and a half points alone. If he is just catching the ball yeah. at the line of scrimmage and falling down and making no yards, you know, he, yeah, he's averaging twelve and a half points per game just off a of catch or just off of that alone. So, I mean, great opportunities, huge production for a guy that is only 2% rostered. I mean, talk about a sleeper that nobody is talking about. And and the nice thing is people are going to go get the Robbie Andersons. They're going to go get the Sammy Watkins. And nobody's thinking of this kid. No one's thinking of this kid. So, I, I... I know Bryduck is already thinking, and he's got a higher priority than I do in the free in our waiver <laughs> league. But, uh, I mean, I also have some good wide receivers. But another one that uh, is Marquise Scantling. Did, did I pronounce that right? Marquez Va- Valdez Scantling. So one of the, okay, one of the guys for the Green Bay Packers that has 35 syllables in his last name. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's only <laughs> rostered 9%. Uh, so he's another one that he... Most of his points came down with 45-yard touchdown, but he also dropped a 61-yard easy touchdown catch. So that could have been another huge amount of points, and he did finish with 19.6 points still. So he finished Russell Gage and Marquez finished wide receiver 10 and 11 last week. So, again, two wide receivers, Russell Gage Gage and Marquez. If you can't get a Robbie Anderson – I can almost guarantee that you can get one Russell of those Gage two guys in Marquez for sure. We'll probably be there, but yeah. going in, going into our tight ends here, uh, Bryduck, why don't you hit us up with some tight end? Yeah. So the, the these first two are, are more heavily rostered than some of the others that we just covered, but you've got Dallas Goddard who is available in 55% of leagues. So if you need a tight end, you know, you've got a 50, 50 chance that he might be sitting in a waiver wire situation for, for your league. So Go and see if you can scoop him up. Um, TJ Hawkinson, he's 74% rostered, so a little bit less likelihood that he might be available, but he ended up having a really solid game, so that's somebody to keep an eye on. And then a sneaky target and, and somebody that you know not a lot of people are even looking at right now um, with Blake Jarwin going down is Dalton Schultz. He is 0% rostered currently. Um, and if you go onto the waiver wire today and he's available, you know, you're looking at a tight end one from an explosive offense, you know, and he already had what four targets after Blake went down in that game. Yeah. Without even being put in the game plan. So yeah, he kind of went in there and kind of played his role, had four targets, um, you know, and, and you've got Dak Prescott throwing him the ball. So it's not like you've got some schlub back there who is just not knowing what he's doing. Like, this is an explosive offense, great situation for this kid to land in, and could be a huge steal if you go and swoop him up and he ends up having a, uh, having a good season. No, absolutely. And if you're in a league that streams tight ends, this might be a good week as well because, I mean, Atlanta did give up uh, a touchdown to, to Greg Olson last week. So in the red zone, he could be a sneaky target in that red zone, like you had said. So if you're one of those deep leagues and are streaming your tight ends, he could be a nice pickup for week two. Yeah, absolutely. And let's let's just take a pause here. Waiver wires, we, we covered a lot of content. Again, we're going to be posting all this stuff as usual. Again, if you guys have any issues or you miss out on someone that we talked about or someone that you really wanted and you couldn't get, ask us. If you have plenty of time to ask us, we'll be able to hit you up and, and help you with that. And I'm sure some of these could be possible studs and duds later in the week. But let's just pause here to, to listen to our sponsored ad. 
If you're looking to add to your sports memorabilia collection, do yourselves a favor and check out the best in the business, Baybreakers. They'll give you a chance to win full-size football helmets signed by some of your favorite players. I've already added some fire helmets to my collection, and you can too. Just follow Baybreakers on Facebook and get in the game. All right, all right. Jumping into our studs and duds of the week. Can we just uh, skip this segment here? Or? <laughs> yeah, let, let, let's just say, you know, when when we do a segment like this, you know, we we had a couple trolls on uh, on the uh, the Instagram sending us DMs like, "Hey, great selections, guys!" And and you know what they're not understanding is these aren't people that were picking to be easy selections. You know, if we wanted every selection to be right, we wouldn't be picking premier elite talent to to be a a a dud you know in some cases yes but in most cases you know when you go on on you know uh you know when you when you go on the ledge and say oh patrick mahomes is going to be a dud you know that's that's you're really reaching right so yeah you're kind of hoping like damn i hope i don't you know i hope i get this one right so i can say i was so smart but you know in your heart of hearts he's not going to be a dead <laughs> and, and also uh, we kind of handcuffed ourselves there uh, a tad bit by being picking one from thursday night sunday day sunday night yeah. football and monday night so not not being able to kind of pick from all the games we had limited games to to kind of pick uh specific studs and duds but remind us bryduck who your studs and duds were for for week one so studs and duds i had studs david johnson who i hit on uh eckler who i missed on (laughs) then i had Gallup, who i also missed on and jerry judy who i also missed on but that all said uh Gallup and judy still had had respectable games and and judy also dropped two passes that that could have have added yeah and man a little side note, his routes look so oh clean. My, oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, if you watch that game, some corners. I mean, one corner ran into a linebacker when he when he cut, and he, after he had the ball, he ran into a linebacker because he can just stop on the dime like his. Yeah. And they were talking. And you can't play. You can't play press coverage because as soon as you try to attack him, he's going to make you look stupid. But who who are you who? Back on subject here, who were the duds you were predicting? So duds, I chose uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, which was a huge whiff. Uh, but, I mean, you, but, you have but I have in your league? <laughs> yeah, but I have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and I wasn't mad that he wasn't a dud, but, you know, <laughs> he, he, he met projection, you know. He was, he was almost there. He could have, you know, he was a, a touchdown away from being a dud. If he didn't get that touchdown, he would have been a dud. And, you know, one thing's about one thing I did notice about Clyde edwards Lair, and I have him on my team, and it's very concerning to me, is he could not punch it in in the goal line. Oh, no, absolutely How not. many opportunities did they give that kid? Ten? I mean, They must have given yeah. him ten opportunities to punch it in in the end zone. And they acted he, like he was Derrick Henry in the red zone. They just gave it to him time after time after time. I think Andy Reid was like trying really hard to make a point. Um, and, and they just knew what was coming. So they just kept stuff in the box and he was getting no chance. Um, so, but, but still, uh, 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 something that raised my eyebrow as being a uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire owner. I hope that Williams doesn't start coming in and vulturing the, uh, the goal line touches there. Um, yeah. and then for, for Sunday, uh, I chose Le'Veon Bell who, who I hit on. Um, but you know, poor him, he's now on IR. So. That's yeah. that's not something that you want to uh, celebrate as somebody's injuries. Uh, Amari Cooper uh, missed on that one, and then Melvin Gordon as well missed on that one. Uh, with Philip Lindsay going down, obviously Melvin Gordon's value goes way up. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it it's kind of crazy because he fumbled the ball on a pass. Yeah. He, he fumbled the ball, and I was like, okay, there we go. There it is. L- Lindsay's gonna take it over, like. Because as soon as you fumble, you fumble early on. That led to a touchdown. That's not a good look. And Philip Lindsay went down. And Melvin Gordon, with being able to get into a rhythm, looked pretty good. He did so, look good. Again, 
He did look skyrocket. Good. Yeah, I think that his, value skyrocket. Yeah, I think his value goes way up. I tried to trade for Melvin Gordon right before this game, actually for like a nothing, and the guy was thinking about it, and he's like, ah, I want to see how he plays tonight. And then Lindsey goes down and he texts me. He's like, that Gordon value just went way up. And I was like trying to downplay it. I was like, I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, we'll go with my studs here uh, who ended up being duds. But Brandon Cooks, I mean, if I would have flopped my studs and duds, I would have went absolutely perfect. But... Uh, again, I went on a leap with a lot of these. I like to take a little chances on that. So uh, Brandon Cooks didn't really do anything. Fitz Magic, well, those 4% people that started him because I said he was going to hit the numbers week one, those 4% of the people are real pissed at me right now. <laughs> you got Cam Akers who, again, I thought he was going to look. He had the opportunities, just couldn't do much with it. And Malcolm Brown obviously got the red zone. And Jerry Judy. Yeah. Uh, Duds, Will Fuller. Will Fuller, again, when he's healthy. He looks good, man. He is. He really does. He really does look like he looks the part of a, of a true wide receiver one. If he can stay healthy, I mean, he is an elite talent. Uh, Absolutely. It's just the poor guy Absolutely. can't stay healthy. So I, I hope he can stay healthy because, I mean, he looked really good. And he's fun to watch, too. Yeah, he's so a lot of fun hope- to watch. He's he's definitely a lot of fun to watch. Makes some spectacular catches, so makes makes it look easy as well. Chris Carson. Now Chris Carson. I mean, this one got blown out of the water as soon as he hit his second receiving touchdown from from Russell Wilson. Now I have Russell Wilson, so I wasn't mad, but I mean, he didn't he didn't like super surprise me. But man, with those two receiving touchdowns, I mean, he just blew that shit out of the water. I I had Carson last year and is it just me or did did he like slim down a little bit? He looked, he did. He looked really, really fit. Like he, no, absolutely. He looked like he he slimmed down a little bit. He definitely did. He looked a lot faster. He looked quick. I mean, I I was a little concerned with in in the beginning of the season. We talked on it because their depth for for the Seahawks running back is is really deep. Um, Yeah. And I was like, "Ah, that's not really a backfield I really want to mess around with. I had an opportunity in both leagues to draft him. I skipped on him after week one. I'm really kicking myself because I could have had him in both leagues. Yeah, no, and we'll see how he does for the rest of the season. But, again, good for him. We're we're all about, you know what, as much as – we put people in our rankings. We obviously want these people to be successful. That don't want to see anyone get injured. Don't want to see anyone be unsuccessful. That's just a pure hater, and we're not we're not about pure hating over here, except against the Raiders um, <laughs> or, or against Foos. <laughs> uh, my my third dud for Sunday Night Football: Robert Woods. Now, who would have predicted Robert Woods would? completely outshine Cooper Cup. Yeah. I, I mean and, and I saw that from the very start of the game it looked like they were trying to make oh, a point of feeding Woods and yeah. I was like, oh, this is not looking good for Cup. Um, yeah. No, it, it definitely as soon as I, I had Cup going against my wife, and as soon as I saw like you kinda say the first that first that drive. First like, drive. All right, I'm not getting shit with Cooper yeah. Cup tonight, Beb. So you're good. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn it. They're not even. I was like, this isn't looking like it's going to go our way. Exactly, exactly. And then Noah Fant. Now again, uh, great job. I was happy to see him ball out. But with Albert O being out, I don't know if he would have caught that touchdown because Albert O, from our reports from from camp, is that he has been Albert O is a favorite of Drew Locks in that red zone. So if Albert O actually played, I don't know if Noah Fant would have gotten that touchdown. But either way, he did. Noah Fant owners are super happy right now. And hate to say it, but, I mean, you can announce the winner of the week. I am the winner of the week. Bryduck for the win. Thank you. Thank you. Let the, let the, the bells ring upon me. No, shut up. Let's let's see next week. Let's see next week. So I do I do want to clear something up though because I was wondering. So it looks like I got two right. So are we are we doing it point per or are we just doing it winner of the week? Winner. So we're gonna go winner of the week, and if it's a tie, it'll be whoever had the most points at the end. 
Yeah, which it shouldn't if we can play an actual full season. But if if we can't play a full season because of COVID, we're still going to keep this competition going. And if it ends up a tie, we'll just go and count whoever had the most correct per week. Perfect. Perfect. I like it. I like it. Well, I'm the winner of the week, and I hope that you just get used to that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if, it, if week one shows anything between our two two franchises... This, this might be a long fucking season. <laughs> Man, I, I think for that league, I'm already like... And, and the thing is, uh, my my team is good in that league. Uh, it was a bad week. Um, you know, so hopefully they'll be able to pick it up. I, I, have, I have high hopes. I have high hopes. Yeah. It's absolutely. early. It's early, folks. This is, like I said at the beginning of the episode, this is where everybody is panicking because you might have guys who just didn't didn't do what you thought they would. And that's okay. And if you're people that are Austin Eckler owners and Kenyon Drake owners, you know, some of these people, Michael Thomas, you know, now being out, you know, a lot of people are freaking out right now. Nick Chubb, oh my goodness. Yeah. If you're a Chubb owner right now, you are you're really scrambling because the Browns yeah. looked pathetic. 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 And I mean, I don't know. I think that, and it was against the Ravens. So who knows? But if you're the Browns and you're, we'll a, and you're a playoff contender and you're getting shellacked like that, I don't know if you're much of a contender. I think the Browns hype finally can come to an end. Finally. 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 Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Well, after announcing you being the winner, well, I need to crack you're myself gonna go up. You're going to go beer. shotgun some beers. <laughs> I got to shotgun some more, some more 5.5 percenters some, by some liquid gravity brewing company. I'm going to shotgun a couple of those beers right now. So hit us up with those closing remarks. Yeah, guys. Uh, social media, Instagram, YouTube, at Fantasy Football BS, and on Twitter, at Fantasy FBBS. Uh, go on there. We, we drop tons of content. Uh, during the season, is there's so much going on, we, you know, day by day, minute by minute. And things that, you know, may go on our episodes uh, might not have things that happen afterwards. So we drop a lot of breaking news on our social media. So please go follow us on social media. Uh, listening to us, obviously, here on, on a podcast uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, wherever you li- listen to your podcast, tell your friends that they can find us at Fantasy Football BS. Uh, ask us any questions. Send us some DMs. We we, we did a post on on our Instagram the other day, uh, letting people know that we we do do Q and As, and we are going to have a segment here coming up here. Uh, Within the next few weeks, where we're going to be doing uh, some Q and A, we're going to bring bring on some special guests, and we're going to go over some of your guys's questions, and we're going to answer those for you guys. You guys are going to have an opportunity to have your names, you know, shouted out on on our on our podcast episodes. So, if you're interested in that, send us your questions. Um, next episode will be dropping uh, tomorrow, so make sure that you guys tune into that. Uh, it'll be previewing the, the games for this week. We'll be giving out our studs and duds of the week, people that you should be you know, definitely high on and guys that you might want to take out of your lineups. Um, again, thanks to our sponsors, Air Care Heating and Cooling. Uh, you can reach them at 408-809-7350 or visit them at www dot aircareheatandcool.com thank you to the bay breakers um those guys are awesome dropping tons of sweet lids if you're looking for any type of sports memorabilia go to facebook follow them at bay breakers uh, again thanks to everybody for listening i hope that you guys have a great week too and i hope uh, all the information we dropped today helps you guys win absolutely peace out guys another way is just another day